You're listening to The Whatcom Report, a Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce program in partnership with KGMI. Good morning and welcome to The Whatcom Report here on KGMI News Talk 790. On Thanksgiving weekend 2021, Whatcom County experienced historic flooding. 2,500 families were affected by the incredible amount of rain that poured on our county. In the wake of that devastation, the community came together and created Whatcom Strong, a nonprofit organization to help people dealing with such incredible losses and homelessness. We will talk about Whatcom Strong, which is now called the Whatcom Long-Term Recovery Group, with its new Director of Client Services, and we'll discuss what happened in 2021, what's been accomplished so far, the work that still needs to be done, and what the future looks like for our community. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Now you can mow, dig, grade, haul, and more with the perfect solution for your property, a Branson tractor. Save your back and your wallet with one of our compact but powerful tractors here at Farmers Equipment Company. Stop by and choose from our full line of Bransons to take on your toughest tasks. With tractors from 19 to 55 horsepower, we have a Branson compact or utility tractor that is perfect for you. Want to use a rotary cutter to tame that tall brush on your property? You can do that. What about snagging a scoop from that pile of gravel to maintain your driveway free of potholes? You can do that too. Branson's six-year warranty along with our factory-trained technicians will make sure your new tractor is always running great. Get the tractor you want and the peace of mind you need at Farmers Equipment Company. To learn more, visit us online at FarmersEquip.com or stop by our locations in Linden or Burlington today. Farmers Equipment Company, serving the Pacific Northwest for over 86 years. Heating emergencies happen when your house is freezing. You need help and make it quick. Contact Clean Air Heating and Cooling. Their trucks are ready to go with everything needed to repair your Lennox furnace, heat pump, or fireplace. This winter, keep Clean Air Heating and Cooling on speed dial for all your heating emergencies. Call or text 398-9400 for 24-7 repair service. When heating emergencies happen, count on the professionals at Clean Air Heating and Cooling, a Lennox dealer. Online at callcleanair.com. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. Welcome back to the Whatcom Report. My name is Mary Kay Robinson, and I'm a realtor with Windermere Real Estate here in Whatcom County and one of the hosts of the Whatcom Report. The purpose of the Whatcom Report is to connect our community to the issues that affect Whatcom County. To this end, the Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce presents this program on a weekly basis to talk about the subjects that affect business in our area. Your Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce is committed to creating a strong local economy, promoting the community, providing networking opportunities, representing the interests of business with government, and facilitating factually grounded dialogue with business. For more information about the Chamber, go to bellingham.com or call 360-734-1330. I have two guests with me this morning. The first is Scott Duffy, Director of Client Services for the Wacom Long-Term Recovery Group, formerly known as Wacom Strong. Originally from the Midwest, Scott graduated from Whitworth University. 
He has worked as a youth pastor and licensed minister and also has years of experience in sales and management at various businesses in the Linden area. His background gives him a unique skill set to help families recover and rebuild their lives. Scott and his wife, Heather, have two boys and love living in Whatcom County. And along with Scott, we have Vice President of the Board, Ashley Buttonshone. Scott and Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for Glad having us. Glad to be here, Mary Kay. Thank you. Well, let's get started. Um, for those who maybe just moved here or forgot about Thanksgiving a year ago, let's revisit what happened in November 2021. What was the sequence of events that led to such devastation in our county? Well, you know, it was obviously a catastrophic uh, flooding event that took place. Uh, 2,500 families affected. It was devastating, I guess, is, is, a, is a big word and the right word to use. Um, the, the rainfall and everything that led to that flooding um, just became, you know, just overwhelmed the rivers. And so we ended up with uh, just a huge amount of flooding and, you know, all over the county, but some of the hardest hit areas for sure, Sumas, uh, Everson, and Nooksack areas. Yeah, and and so as you might know, we had atmospheric river events. So when when those happen, those aren't this isn't just your normal rainstorms. So we had those that came, brought the flood, not just one flood, but multiple. And so as Scott said, Nooksack, Everson, Seamass, but also the unincorporated areas like Acme. So you know, we can't forget about them out there either. You know, I remember seeing the aerial pictures. There was so much water everywhere. It was it, it was. Um, Amazing how much how much water we received. And people, I think, quickly realized it would take too long to wait for the government to come in, take care. I mean, because we had immediate needs and a lot all at once. So a group of folks decided to come together and take action. So tell us how Welcome Strong was created to address the needs of the community at that time. So Whatcom Strong uh, officially started as just your neighbors and your your businesses, your churches, your local leaders in government coming together and, and realizing that there was a huge gap and a huge need that needed to be filled. And so what can we do as neighbors to fulfill the need? And, and so it was nothing formal. It was just all of us as a community coming together from Cherry Point to the Sikhs feeding all the volunteers. There were cleanup and and we had the resource center after the the church closed um, for the shelter and and so the resource center was open for quite a long time through March and that was getting folks everyday needs from paper towels diapers formula clothes to beds and all sorts of furniture so uh, you know that's what it, that's what started then we realized well there is a long term need here because this is a long term recovery and that gap here in Whatcom County we did not have a long term recovery group. So the few of us who were still standing with exhaustion decided we need to form a nonprofit and we need to take this and and make it a a longstanding uh, foundation, a longstanding nonprofit known as the Whatcom Long-Term Recovery Group so that we can help folks in recovering and not just this event, but other future disasters. And I think that's important, too, that the, the flooding that happened you know, then the floodwaters go away and everybody goes, Oof, okay, glad that's over. But uh, the long, t- you know, and I think that it's aptly named, it's long term. If you've lost your home, it's not like you can get a contractor out on the spot to, okay, let's rip out this drywall, fix that, this, that, the other, correct what's wrong. Um, and then just, I mean, just the pile, the picture of the, 
the, the debris mm-hmm. that was, I mean, it was like a city block. It was just astounding the amount of stuff that was piled there. So I think that's certainly aptly named that, that it's, it's, it, it's just not, it's not the weekend and it's over. You know, a- absolutely not. And I'll, I'll speak for a second here and I'll let Scott take over. But uh, absolutely not. When the flood waters come, they bring debris and dust and dirt and rocks and everything that the river brings with it. And then the waters go away and that's left there in a family's home, whether it's, you know, 16 inches or six feet high in the home that is left there. And and that recovery can be just a cleanup in the yard or it can be a complete rebuild or lift of a home. And, and so what people don't realize is that this disaster is more like a three year recovery. And, and that's, that's at best. And so, and so yeah, we, we really ask that your listeners not forget and remember and, and be in that journey with the survivors. Got it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, is, it is a long-term recovery. And, yes, government money is coming and there's going to be help like that. But the community has stepped up absolutely amazing. Our community has been amazing. And... And, and people who are on the outside looking in are saying, wow, like hundreds, if not thousands of families have already been helped. One of our big goals is that people don't forget, like Ashley said, because we still have hundreds of families that are needing to recover. And we have caseworkers working with almost 600 clients to help them in all sorts of various stages, whether it's just household items that they're needing all the way to a complete rebuilding and practically a complete replacement of a home. You know, I remember like a year ago when we were, uh, when it all happened and we were talking at, at our Windermere meeting, we were in our sales meeting and there was a lot of a big presence with, you know, my, my, co- my colleagues at Windermere gave and we, we um, all said, you know, we need to do this. My husband and I, we contributed to the, mm-hmm. the efforts and, and uh, it was, you know, you never want those kinds of things to happen, but it felt really good about living here in Whatcom County that we can respond and help our neighbors in need and make sure that positive things that we can turn the corner and make this, you know, make people whole so they can move forward with their right. lives. Yeah. I And I think that what is the beauty of the nonprofit that I've just been able to join three weeks ago is the fact that it's really a whole outreach. There, it's not just helping to physically rebuild the home. It's to replace the items in the home or in the house that make it a home. People need furnaces. They need appliances. They need bedding. They need different things and all those things as well as the help that comes from pastors giving counseling and uh, the caseworkers that we have really reaching out to help find out everything that's needed to help families heal because some of them are just, they're just so devastated from what took place. That's right. And in this time at the one year anniversary, it's especially emotional, not not only for, you know, just the community as a whole, but for those people who aren't whole or just, you know, you look at the children who had to go through this and we had COVID in the midst of all of this. And so with COVID, kids being out of school, then they're transferred to a new school. The fear when the rain comes again that it's going to happen again, it weighs heavily on these families. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, as you support, it's not just money that helps, which it, that's a tremendous need. But just knowing that if you know someone who's gone through this event, to be sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. Now, 
um, we've we've come a year. You mentioned the one year, just a little over a one year ago that this occurred. Um, what in the first few months? So, what were you? Do you have some numbers or some uh, stories as what you've been able to accomplish in those first few months? Because the need was immediate, like right now. We need help right now. We can't wait a week or two for an application to, you know, for a government agency to come in. We need help today. Right. Yeah. So there's been there. We kind of refer to them as buckets. There's different avenues and buckets and grants and and different um, ways to receive money and help people. So the Whatcom Community Foundation has been a huge partner for us. And in the beginning, we raised over two million to help the community. And as you were talking about, the realtors helped. I mean, businesses from all over in in our community and outside of our community helped. Mm-hmm. Churches helped contribute. And so. In the early stages, the churches were great partners in helping to get people housed along with the sheriff's department emergency management. So we are, our partnerships are really big partnerships that we have are the Whatcom County Sheriff's Department and the Emergency Operation Command with John Gargett and Kyle Christensen, as well as the Whatcom Community Foundation. And through, through those partnerships, we've been able to accomplish tremendous amount of help through our what we call DCMs and those are our case managers and so our case managers work with individual cases and individual families people to be able to provide them with assistance and so and another thing you know we can get into government but uh, we we help and assist in their FEMA uh, applications that they have to put appeals in as well. Yeah, so we and, and that's yeah, that's another yeah. topic, mm-hmm. and I do want to uh, touch um, touch on that as well. But we need to go break, so stay with us. We'll be right back. COVID nineteen has tested our communities in unthinkable ways. In the face of crisis, Puget Sound Energy has given over eighteen million in bill assistance to customers impacted by the pandemic, and together with PSC Foundation, gave four million in community grants for COVID relief. All the while, PSC continues to lead on clean energy, with a goal to reach beyond net zero carbon emissions by twenty forty five. It's part of our commitment to doing what's right for customers and communities. Together, we're creating a clean energy future for all. Learn more at psc.com slash together. If you've been seriously injured in a collision, you need someone who will advocate for you. At Bill Coates Law, they care about your case, they care about you, and they'll stand with you to get a fair settlement. When I was injured by a drunk driver, I knew I wanted an attorney to help me recover full and fair compensation from the insurance company. Of course, I wanted a highly rated and successful lawyer who focuses on personal injury law, but I also wanted someone local and trustworthy. That's why I chose Whatcom County Attorney Bill Coates. Bill Coates has helped good people who've been badly hurt recover full and fair compensation. You only pay attorney's fees when they win your case, and there is never any charge to meet to discuss your case in person. Bill Coates Law, helping good people who've been badly hurt recover full and fair compensation. In Bellingham, serving Whatcom Island and Skagit counties and online at BillCoatsLaw.com. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. 
Welcome back to the Walk and Report. Mary Kay Robinson here is your host, and I'm talking with Scott Duffy, Director of Client Services, the Wacom Long Term Long Term Recovery Group, along with the Vice President of the Board, Ashley Buttonshaw. We're talking about what's been going on this past year since we had that devastating flood a little over a year ago, and we touched a little bit on what government's role is in natural disasters. So let's go back. At what and, and kind of clarify because I think this is a, a misconception by many. What government can and cannot do in the wake of a natural disaster. So, what exactly is FEMA's role in any natural disaster? Well, you know what? Um, a couple things is that in part people I think have a misconception about what FEMA's role is. Um, I think one of our biggest things is that we're working. We're our organization is helping families with, uh, like Ashley said, the caseworkers are helping with some of the FEMA applications and things. But really, FEMA is working more closely with our county government and emergency management system and working with the state. Um, but there is money that is that is coming to our county to help with things that are part of the mitigation and so they can be better, you know, prepared for flooding and events or natural disaster events in the future. And there's a, it's a process, right? Because I imagine the the form, it's not like four or five questions. There's a, I imagine it's somewhat in depth. The the paperwork that's involved with those. Yeah, uh, it's with it's like applying for a home. Um, it, it's it's very in depth. It's the you know there are qualifications that individuals have to meet. But I think the thing that most people think is that FEMA is like when you see in the movies, right? And they come in, they set up their trailers, and they help everyone, and they, you know, hold the dogs, and, and it's it's all great. <laughs> and in reality, that's not what FEMA does. They're not the end-all, be-all. And and what FEMA has is gap insurance. And, and yes, while it does assist in rebuilding for some folks, it, it, it does not put them whole again. And that's where the long-term recovery group comes in. And that's Mm -hmm. where we're able to come in with our case managers and assist with those who need appeals. And so um, we have to help, we've helped provide over $170,000 to those individuals in a way of appeals with FEMA. So we have great relationships with FEMA. Mm -hmm. Um, While there may be frustrations, and we understand that, there's always frustrations with when you're dealing with government, they have the red tape. And, and, you know, when that, that money comes, uh, we had our state legislator and they approved money to, to come and help. That was kind of an unprecedented thing, even when the governor, he, he approved some funds as well. Unprecedented. So when you have these, these new programs, they have to be set up. They have to be staffed. They have to be defined. Contracts have to be made. It is a lengthy process. It takes time. It does. Right. And, and it's not because the government's trying to, to keep that money away from you, but it takes time to set it up. And so patience and, like we say, long-term recovery. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah. It's one thing to address the immediate need from the community stepping up in a, an amazing way. Just so proud of our community for really yes. pulling together to do that. But, okay, that's the immediate. But, you know, ongoingly, that, that's where, you're, where, the, uh, where the group, the uh, organization comes into play. Um, is, is, you said something about mitigation. So what, what are steps that the local government's doing to, repeat, to prevent a repeat of such a disaster? 
So, you know, a, a really good person to talk to on this is John Gargett and Kyle Christensen. And so I'll, I'll let you, maybe you can do an interview oh, with another, them as another, well. Another, there another program. <laughs> um, and so the steps towards that, you know, there are a lot of players when it comes to mitigation of the river, or there's a lot of things that can be done. So, you know, we are talk about sediment removal. Um, there's talk about water storage. There are a lot of different ways. And as a real estate agent, you probably are familiar with water and and, and <laughs> yeah. different avenues of water. Yes. yes. And and so there, yes, there are steps being taken. There there are a lot of players, like I said, to come to the table to, to um, a, you have to have a lot of respect. You've got the tribes, you've got the county. This is really a county council issue along with the executive. So, mm-hmm. so there, there, where we can provide help on that is staying informed, and we can advocate, and so that's that's our role. Perfect, yeah. perfect. And and along with that is that the county is working on different things, and they are going to the state for different monies to help. You know, there has to be some things put in place, hopefully put in place. You know, that help be better prepared for the next natural disaster. As well as there are technologies available to help so that towns don't flood again or portions of it are much better prepared. And those are all things that, again, take time to learn about, take time to get funding for, and take time to get in place. And so I'm really thankful for our county because talking to John Gargett and Kyle Christensen, they are working to get things, and hopefully our our county council as well is really working to get some things in place. Wonderful. Yeah. And I just want to add one thing. Through the spring and summer, we had meetings where we are we are planning for future events. Might they happen? So we had these meetings thinking that this fall something could happen. That So that is a, a yes. great achievement. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're putting up better roadblocks. Um, the, the county and the small cities have taken great steps to to make sure that people are safer the the alert system and also what are we going to do if it comes so they're working with us as a long-term recovery group to find out what what are the shelters look like are we involved what are the resources that we can provide and so we have a great relationship and and i feel that we are building and bridging relationships that maybe didn't weren't there before well, it wasn't called upon so mm-hmm. and you're 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 starting all this and creating and building those connections um, to to make sure that they're in place when when needed. Right. Hopefully they're not needed. Oh, but yes. I know that you know this past Thanksgiving weekend I kind of held my breath because it was raining. I thought, oh, I remember. Last right. Year. And as you were holding your breath, there are families that were in fear. Sure. That were scared, and they're like, "Are is it going to happen again?" And our disaster case managers, even talking to our lead disaster case manager. She was in tears just saying it was it was just so difficult for October and November. It was very, very difficult for the case managers and the clients and the families just, like you said, holding their breath and hoping it wasn't going to happen again. And um, I'm so thankful for our case management team because they're helping families hold it together and move through that time. Wonderful. Now, you mentioned the, the FEMA dollars. I understand that there's a FEMA grant that the county will receive. Tell me a little bit about that. What's, what, what is that? What's it going to do? So there, so FEMA comes in um, what's called individual assistance and public assistance. Um, the, there's actually, uh, they're looking, the county is looking into money that's coming in the future, but it's actually not through FEMA. It's, it's through a federal program through HUD. 
And and so um, that that program still again being defined, being worked out. It's similar to what the grant that Sue Mass got. Wonderful. So that'll be. And when will that be? We do not know at this. Point. <laughs> That's one of those things. Like okay, the check's coming. When? Not sure. Ah, and and when it does come, then the who who decides how it gets earmarked? How does? Where, where, where do the funds go? Like who gets what and, or what does it apply to? So that is still being defined. And ah. so and so through these this would come to the county. And so, again, I would I would definitely say talking to Kyle Christensen would be a great interview. That would be, I was going to yes. say, yes. I have a follow-up uh-huh. show. I I, yeah, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to Kyle because Ky- that's Ky- what Kyle does. So Kyle Christensen, as former mayor of Sumas, his role is he is the recovery manager for the county. And so he is our liaison from, from us to the county. He is He's our partner and who we work with. And so a lot of, if I had this question, that's who I'd call. Ah, well, you know what? That's a great idea for another show. I will, I've got those notes down. And we're going to talk more about uh, Wacom Long-Term Recovery Group and what's been going on since the flooding of Thanksgiving last year after a break. At Kendall Subaru of Marysville, know that winter weather can surprise us with wet and sometimes adventurous driving conditions. It's no surprise that an all-wheel drive Subaru is ready for whatever Mother Nature throws our way. With the Subaru Share the Love event on now, you can get a great deal on a new all-wheel drive Subaru and lend a hand to a charity at the same time. With each new Subaru sold or leased, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of five national and hometown charities like the Tulalip Foundation, Make-A-Wish, ASPCA, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. At Kendall, we're always looking for ways to give back to our community and share the love locally. For each new Subaru sold or leased, Kendall will also make an additional $50 donation to support the Tulalip Foundation. Stop by Kendall Subaru of Marysville during the Subaru Share the Love event or get started at KendallSubaruMarysville.com. Kendall, let's start something great. Offer valid November 17th, 2022 to January 3rd, 2023. See dealer for full details. Generosity pays, and West Edge Credit Union wants to encourage a little generosity. Now through the end of the year, receive an extra quarter point discount off your interest rate on any car, truck, or motorcycle loan from West Edge, and no payments for 90 days when you donate $25 to a local charity. Now that's a win-win. Offer valid through December 31st on approved credit. See West Edge for details. West Edge Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA, on the corner of James and Alabama. Online at westedgecu.org. Staying connected with your community each Saturday at noon with KGMI's Community Connection as local business leaders share their expert advice. Sponsored by Vibrant USA, Pacific Security, Lighthouse Mission Ministries, Feller Heating and Air Conditioning, and Columbia Fire. Community Connection, Saturdays at noon on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. Bringing the world to Whatcom County and Northwest Washington. The People's Republic of China. They're launching the first pieces of their own space station. The John Bachelor Show. 
Weekday evenings from 6 to 10. They're going to use what they learn in, in constructing this station and having people live on it to plan their uh, manned interplanetary shift and to do it as quickly as possible. On KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. Get ahead of the holiday stuffing. Step into Bellingham Athletic Club now for the holidays. Give yourself and the ones you love the gift of fitness. You'll find the variety at BAC to keep you engaged all year long with pool, classes, court sports, state-of-the-art weight and cardio equipment, and a staff to assist you and your goals. Stop by and visit today. You'll be glad you did. Bellingham Athletic Club, where healthy isn't just a goal, it's a way of life. Located at 4191 Meridian and at BellinghamAthleticClub.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Welcome back to the Walkham Report. We're talking with Ashley Buttonshone, Vice President of the Board for the Long-Term Recovery Group uh, for Whatcom County, based on the floods from last year, and also the new Director of Client Services, Scott Duffy. And before the break, we were, were talking about FEMA and, and some of the, the funds that are coming in to help people. What we haven't touched on is insurance. And uh, last year, homes that were not in a flood zone some actually did flood. Now, are are those, because they're not in the flood zone, are they out of luck for compensation? I know that flood insurance required if you're in a flood zone, but what about those those areas that border a flood zone, but it's like, well, sorry, you're out of luck, or is there recourse? Well, what I know is... Um Right before I got hired, I got to go to the International Association of Emergency Managers Conference in Savannah, Georgia, and I got to talk to a gal who worked for FEMA Flood, and she said, Scott, even if a lot of um, people with their personal home insurance don't have flood insurance or can't get it, many of them can get it through FEMA, but like Ashley said, it's a gap insurance, and there are some places that, according to FEMA flood mapping, you just can't get it because you're almost like in an epicenter, you know, of what could be a flood zone and other people can get it. Can you get it after the fact? No. I don't think so. No. But I don't want to say that for sure, but I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Now, what happens, but there are people who had flood insurance and mm-hmm. then they can utilize that. But yes. areas flooded that were not in flood zones. Yeah, and, and let's just talk about the fact that flood insurance is so expensive. And and once you receive FEMA help, you have to carry FEMA insurance for the entirety of that home forever. Ah, forever. So, so whoever moves into that house has to have FEMA insurance forever. Forever. Got it. And, mm. and it's not cheap. 
And and which is a cost? I out of I don't know. It varies quite a bit depending on the person, um, and the individual, the home. the home. Yeah, do you have right. a shop? Do you have it? It it, it varies. Uh, but it, flood insurance isn't cheap. So the thing is, is that so? No, not everyone has insurance, and not did everyone have it. Right? They're not don't have it now, and they didn't have it before. And there were large amounts of ca- the county that flooded that we never thought would flood. Or we didn't think that they would flood. There are businesses and homes and, and all sorts of different properties. And so that's where we come in. And and so and so when when there's the gap insurance to help when the regular insurance doesn't cover, but then there's us. And where we come in is to try to make families as whole as possible to the point where they are as whole as they were before the flood, before the disaster. And so right. that's where we come in. Right. Now, is that in the form of grants or is it in the form of low interest loans or how, how to make them whole the gap? What how is how is that received? Is it for the goods and services? So we provide we provide those services. So, for instance, let's say that a home was flooded and the insurance and FEMA covered everything, but maybe they didn't have enough money for flooring or trim or paint or a furnace. Mm-hmm. So that's where we come in and we bring a furnace and we bring someone to install the furnace and we cover those things. And and so there there's still there's qualification levels for everyone. Um but but we we have that's our individual case managers, our disaster case managers that work with people. And so you know, as Scott can speak to, we've we've actually got a, a big project that that describes kind of what you're asking right now. So Scott, got you it. Yes, we we do have a project that's going on. So we we've had to take this this huge amount of need and break it up into bite-sized pieces. And so our bite-sized piece is called our first 55. We've got 55 homes or or clients that we're going to be helping with their homes and they're at all sorts of different various levels of need. Um, some of those people need some appliances just to finish off their home, and other people need five feet of sheetrock still cut out of their home. Their home's been abandoned since the flood. A lot of insulation need under yes. houses, under the, trailers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The crawl space is a total loss. The flooring's a loss, and whatever, two feet, three feet, five feet of sheetrock is coming out. And so you're redoing insulation. You're redoing the HVAC ductwork for their heating and air conditioning system. Uh, you're redoing electrical. You're redoing, of course, subfloor and flooring, um, the sheetrock, the paint, the trim, the carpet, whatever you're going to do to bring that back. And then the cabinets and the countertops and the bathroom vanities and, 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 and. We need plumbers. We have, you know, we're gathering electricians. We're gathering contractors. We're gathering people because there's so many needs to get someone back into a restored home and a complete home that it just takes a lot. And it's just a real gap. So we're taking this top 55 homes and then we're kind of breaking them into categories and beginning to see, okay, what are the monies we need? What are the supplies we need? Um, and lining up contractors, volunteers, um, people that are in the trades for things like electrical, plumbing, and HVAC. Some things the con- you really need contractors to help with, and other things you can have one or two skilled contractors or leaders 
that lead a college group on spring break to help Rishi rock a home. So there's so many things you can do. Yeah, and and you you know you ask about grants or loans or things like that. We don't do loans, uh, but that we contract with the county, who then says, okay, there here's this money. You can do this and this and this with it. And a, a lot of a lot of times, um, what we've done is we fundraise also, and so that money that we fundraise goes towards these needs for materials. And and so, so if someone needs clothing for their children, that might be a need for that person right now that they're not able to 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 provide for their family Mm -hmm. and so that's something that we can provide anywhere from clothes christmas presents on up to a furnace or a tiny home things like that so we're our goal again is to try to get that person to as whole as possible now with the with the labor shortage isn't it absolutely how, how do you how do you get i we had to wait a year just to get our deck replaced how do you possibly get you know plumbers and carpenters and electricians and to the to the homes you know i'll tell you what a big part of it is letting people know the need there are so many people and that's one of the reason why actually and i and our 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 whole organization is so thankful for being on the show mary Kay, is because this is a part of letting people know that the need is still great and a lot of people have simply it's a year past and maybe I, I run into some friends that are contractors because I worked at Vandergren Lumber for five years. I know all sorts of contractors. And I start talking to them, and they're like, you mean it's not over? Exactly. Like, you mean there's still hundreds of families not in their homes? What do you mean? And as soon as they know, almost everyone is like, how can I help? And that's, Wonderful. that's exactly where we want to be is saying, okay, we need your help, we need contractors, and as you go around, all you have to really start doing is asking. Someone can say no, but most people say yes. Now it's just plugging them in to the right place to help, and there's lots of contractors and skilled laborers who will be a part of it. They might work four tens and say, I'll give you Fridays for a month, or, hey, we work all week, but some of the contractors are like, I'll give you Saturdays, you just have to talk to them about the need and invite them to help, and a lot of people are willing to jump right in. Yeah, and but we still that that is actually our biggest need right now is 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 someone to come in and do the work. And uh, you know we've worked with groups, uh, Uncore, United Methodist uh, here, and in Washington State, and also World Renew. But it's it's harder to get people to come to our cold little corner in the middle of December yes. or January to to come volunteer and work when there are disasters in Florida where it's nice and warm, and and so it is harder. And so to entice them to come and help but you know we have we've set up we have a home for those groups to come in and live while they work and and so that's where scott's role is so very important because he's going to help facilitate that and we have a volunteer coordinator so if if someone wants to volunteer they go through our volunteer coordinator they get set up and and we can in the one day a week one day every weekend until you know a street's done we will take the help that is needed to get this done and I was just going to say, you know, um, Ashley touched on it earlier. When you have a river that floods, the home is destroyed, the yard's destroyed. There's mud and there's sediment and there's stuff that's still being cleaned up. And so when if people want to come and help with landscaping, and Ashley and I were just talking earlier, and there's already a group that came in and they helped with some landscaping. And some people are like, I can't swing a hammer, but I certainly know how to use a shovel and a rake and a wheelbarrow. And there's ways to participate like that. 
the need is great, but there, I think almost anyone who wants to be involved can be. Wonderful. Well, we're going to come back and talk more about what's what's going on, what the future looks like for our community with the Whatcom Long-Term Recovery Group and the great work that they're doing after a break. Ask the experts with Western Solar. I keep hearing that the solar industry is booming. What's it actually like working in solar? Oh man, working in solar is a wild ride. They don't call it the solar coaster for nothing. Oy vey, can you spare us the dad jokes, please? Right, right. Well, honestly, I've enjoyed every second working for Western Solar for over the past 12 years. We have an incredible team of industry professionals with full medical benefits, education stipends, and quarterly performance bonuses. Well, on top of that, we've built a collaborative team that values excellence, integrity, craftsmanship, and creativity. We even get to write and perform dorky radio ads every now and then. You know, on that note, Callum, they've heard enough from us. Hey, Cheryl, tell the good folks how to apply for a job at Western Solar. Interested in working at Western Solar? Find out more about what we're hiring for and submit an application online at westernsolarinc.com. Ask the experts with Western Solar. With thousands of residential, commercial, and institutional projects already installed, find them today at westernsolarinc.com. Hi, this is Joe Tian from KGMI. This holiday season, it's more important than ever to do your shopping locally. Local businesses are and always have been the backbone of our local communities. When you spend your holiday dollars locally, it supports our families, friends, and neighbors and keeps our economy strong. So if you live here, please shop here. If you shop online, please shop on the sites of our local businesses. Celebrating our local businesses and community. Happy holidays from Cascade Radio Group and KGMI. Hey, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, you know, stayed home, did the same old things. Does this conversation sound familiar? KGMI's Lifestyle Lookout covers events happening each weekend that you may or may not be aware of. Don't get caught in the same old conversation on Monday morning. KGMI's Lifestyle Lookout is brought to you by Labels Consignment. Find quality and current women's clothing, shoes, home decor, and more at Labels on Northwest Avenue and James Street. Lifestyle Lookout airs every Friday on the KGMI Morning News. Welcome back to the Whatcom Report. We're talking with Ashley Buttonshone and Scott Duffy of the Whatcom Long-Term Recovery Group, which is addressing the needs of our community, uh, given the devastating floods last year. And we talked a little bit about, we've mentioned Sumas before, but I'm curious because there were some really just eye-opening pictures of the city of Sumas. What is the state, or what's happening in Sumas? I know that when it first flooded, I think 85% of the homes were flooded. I mean, just, just what, what incredible you know, ruin to a city. Yeah. And, you know, Sumas has been hit in more ways than one. It's not just the flood, but the border being shut down, COVID. Sumas has really been hit. And so they're struggling to kind of crawl back. If you go to Sumas, it still feels like a ghost town. And during the summer, it was great. They had the rodeo and you felt the the life back in the city. Uh, but, you know, this this small town is really hurting and still needs its community around itself. But it's exciting because they are now getting what's called the Community Block Grant. And so and so they're going to start building back and we hope to help them as much as best as we can. And so they've hired a new recovery manager, Patricia Mullet, out there and she's great. Uh, we've already got a great relationship with her. And so we we can't wait to further foster that that relationship and be able to assist the city of Sumas. We've got lots and lots of clients out there. So we're already helping them do that work. But we we look forward to continuing and growing in that um, I think, you know, not to plug another person that you can interview, but she's another one that would <laughs> be great to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> yep, she can give you the, everything, you know, the whole lowdown on what's going on in Sumas. 
Wonderful. Well, and I want to um, talk about what's coming up. I, and you mentioned this before, um, Ashley. What is the relationship between Wacom Long-Term Recovery Group and the Wacom Community Foundation? Because I know, I know a little bit about the Community Foundation, but not every listener may understand you know, the relationship. So can someone speak to that? Well, I was going to say, I'm going to let Scott speak to it because uh, we, we've got some really exciting things coming up and he's got a great passion for it. Yeah, the Whatcom Community Foundation and uh, Maury Ingram, who's the president and CEO, um, she actually is on our board and she is so just she is so involved and has such a heart for what has happened um, in our county. And so she's helped us not only before, but now with basically a new push. Um, because, yes, there's government monies coming in different ways, but it's specified in how it gets spent. And what we really need is unspecified funds that our disaster case managers can everything from a $100 gift card to help buy Christmas presents or diapers and baby food and, th- and, and jackets, winter clothing for the kids to um, the beds, the appliances, the furnaces – and redoing the crawl spaces or pouring a new cement pad in trailer parks that were devastated. Um, they were just dirt. The trailer park, the trailers were on dirt. Mm-hmm. Now we're pouring concrete pads, so there's a real foundation to when that trailer is replaced for that family. And so we started um, a match. I should say the Watcom Community Foundation put up $100,000 as a match. Within the first week, it went from a hundred thousand. Someone else joined the match with another fifty thousand, um, and then, um, as of a text I just got the other day, and that came to us, now they're bumping it up. So we're going to have a two hundred thousand dollar match because we've already surpassed the hundred and fifty thousand dollar match mark in what has come into us. So, um, so that's a total of. $400,000? We're, if... we're getting close to $400,000. Oh um, a few of the people who are working with us that are big donors are are sharing within their communities and, um, and their friends and really wanting to help us get even higher. So if we can get to that quarter million mark, that's a half million dollars. That is going to help us help restore a lot of families' homes. And, and what these needs he's talking about are what we call unmet needs. And, mm-hmm. and so it's un, unrestricted funds um, in what we're fundraising. And, and so we have something that's also called an unmet needs roundtable. And so if you're someone in the community who works for a business and, and you have philanthropy dollars, we would love yes. for you <laughs> to get a hold of Scott. And, and we would love for you to come and help and join us because we are looking for those donors within the community who've got those philanthropy dollars. Yes, and and we're looking for people in whatever they way they can give. One person is totally blessed and they've prospered with their business, and it's easy for them to write a nice check, and that's how they give. But they're like, I couldn't swing a hammer if my life depended on it except smashing my thumbnail. That's the nail I'll hit. And someone else is like, I can't give you a dime, but I would certainly come and give you – a month of help or or Saturdays of help. And, and so it's networking all of those people together to bring in everyone's skills and gifts to bring healing to our community. 
You know, it's, it's a really great point that um, to whatever you are capable of giving, it will yes. be received and, and, well, and well used and, uh, for the, the good of our community. So right. any, anyone has the opportunity. Yes. Really. yes. All right. Well, we're going to finish up our conversation with uh, Scott and Ashley about what's happening in our community and our recovery after the floods from last year after a break. If you're a business owner, property manager, or developer, Columbia Fire is your true one-stop shop for fire sprinkler installation, testing, and repairs. Hi, I'm Marty Boonstra from Columbia Fire, and we've protected property and lives in our great state for over 35 years. You name it, we've done it. Schools, office buildings, industrial, even residential. And if it's urgent, Columbia Fire can schedule you right away. For fire sprinkler installation, testing, and repair, go to ColumbiaFire.net. That's ColumbiaFire.net. Inflation hitting you like a stampede of hangry elephants? You're not alone. But this holiday season, Bellingham Coin has quality gifts for any budget. From antique jewelry and vintage tees to gold and silver coins and everything in between. Their staff can help you pick out that special item for that special someone. No earth shaking or wallet crushing required. Come find your hidden treasures by visiting us at the Bellingham Coin Shop on Cornwall Avenue in Bellingham and at BellinghamCoin.com. Hey, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, you know, stayed home, did the same old things. Does this conversation sound familiar? KGMI's Lifestyle Lookout covers events happening each weekend that you may or may not be aware of. Don't get caught in the same old conversation on Monday morning. KGMI's Lifestyle Lookout is brought to you by Labels Consignment. Find quality and current women's clothing, shoes, home decor, and more at Labels on Northwest Avenue and James Street. Lifestyle Lookout airs every Friday on the KGMI Morning News. Get informed and inspired with Saturday Morning Live on KGMI. Join a group of knowledgeable hosts as they present a variety of guests and viewpoints on issues important to our area and to you and your family. Sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, at Linden Sheet Metal, each Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. Welcome back to the Walk and Report. Mary Kay Robinson here is your host, and we're uh, completing our conversation and just kind of wrapping up what's been going on in our community after the devastating floods from last year. And I want to find out, uh, what I want to ask you really is, we've talked about a lot of different things, a lot of moving parts, you know, resilience funds and and FEMA and all this stuff, there's, we've covered a lot of information in a fairly short amount of time related to the refund, the flooding and rebuilding efforts. If someone wants to get more information, maybe they want to get involved, maybe they want to volunteer uh, or donate, what, what, where do they go? What can they do? Right. So we have a website, walkhamstrong.com. And on our website, you'll find the appropriate links to, to give now Oh, and we've got a video on there that's great from the Whatcom Community Foundation we, we partnered with that you can share with your friends and family if you'd like to, to, to donate. That's great. But if you can only share, we ask that you share with 10, 15, maybe 20 people. Make it make it a goal of yours this December to share. Um, we If you want to be involved, we've got our volunteer coordinator on there and we'll have Scott's information on there as well, uh, as well as my own if you have general, just general questions. So, uh, you know, I I want to just kind of remind everybody, our mission as a long-term recovery group is to provide coordination recovery services to individuals, families, entities adversely affected and impacted by disaster in Whatcom County. 
uh, while also planning to effectively mitigate a response to ensure Whatcom County area is better prepared for future disasters. So so we, we're here for this disaster. We're here for the next disaster. We're not going away. And, and right. so we want to build these relationships right. in our community. And, and we're all family. You know, we shouldn't be reliant on government. It, government is a piece. But that is, we are a community that should be able to take care of itself, and, and so, so that 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 is that is our mission. And also, you know, in, in this, I want to remind everyone that we couldn't do this alone. We couldn't do it without you. We couldn't do it without the businesses and the sheriff's department. And we've Umcor and World Renew and local donors like PSC, the Whatcom County Realtors. There are so many. I'm sure I'm forgetting some. But, you know, in this all, we've got um, such a need, but we've got people who are willing to help. And so I want to thank everyone who's already helped. And I want to thank everyone who's thinking of helping and for everything that they're going to do. And thank you for having us on here. But, Scott, I mean, there might be someone I've forgotten to thank, someone that you want to thank personally. It's, it's just thanking everyone. There are so many people who've already given. And what I'm so thankful for is as the word spread – as it spreads. And just like Ashley said, if you can send the link to friends, send an out an email to people you know, get people to the website, and they can watch the video and learn um, about what the needs are and find out, that's all going to help. Just networking, networking our whole community. As people find out the needs is still great, they're willing to step up and help, and we just have to spread that word so that everybody knows. Right, and, and we're on social media as well. So so we're on, we have our website, and then we're on Facebook. And so you can go on and share those links on Facebook as well. You can text mm-hmm. them, share them on Facebook. And again, if you don't if you don't like Facebook, you can go straight to the video on YouTube and share that. We we just ask that you join us in and at least sharing with us. Well, thank you, thank you, Scott and Ashley, for joining me this morning. It's really it's really heartwarming to know that even in the face of you know some terrible circumstances, that we can come together as a community and really it brings out the best in Absolutely. who we are yes. here in in Whatcom County. That's really awesome. Thank you for having us, Mary Kay. We were really thankful to be able to be part of this. Yes, thank you so My much, pleasure. and happy holidays to your yes. listeners and thank to you. you. Merry Christmas, thank to you. you. And speaking of listeners, thank you for tuning in this morning. It's really important that we understand all the issues that flooding poses to people in our community and more. And know what can we do to address the issues for the future? And remember that if you want to listen to this podcast again, this broadcast, um, the the broadcast rather, will be available as a podcast. And uh, you can go to the KGMI website, the Walken Report, click on the podcast link, and you can get it there. So have a fantastic Sunday, everyone.